Okay. So three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three NPs in a Pod. Uh, that's right. That's right. I'm Tom. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kylie. We're here to bring you tips and tricks of the trade to keep you up to date and entertained. Nice. I'd say something, but last time. I know. I know. I was waiting. I was like, Tom's got to say it. No, I'm not going to say it this time. No. No, we're going to change it up. It is pretty amazing, though, that you just you just came up with that and it sticks with you. I love it. Mm-hmm. You have to excuse the noise in the background. Sarah is uh, crafting. I said that loud. I'm sorry. I'm not really crafting as much as I'm just trying to finish this little clamp. Oh, I, was, I thought Okay, I'm totally like, crafting. It's fine. I'm crafting. I, I thought maybe you were, like, uh, rebuilding the house, it sounds like. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put it past me. There's no birds today, just construction noise. Exactly. <laughs> We're a well-rounded, so, um, you know, pod group. I love there it. I love it. That's right. That's right. What are you crafting, this- Sarah? I am finishing, uh, you know, you could buy this for $10, but it would be too um, simple. I'm crafting an outdoor um, plastic utensil holder. That yes. has like a spot for your spoons and your forks and your knives, and then a little portion on the back for your forks. And it was real important that I, you know, build it instead of just buy it like a normal person. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we were just having that talk about valuing our time and what our what our time's worth. Yeah, I, I'm almost a hundred percent certain that my time was worth more than the time I'm spending to line this up. However, as Kylie pointed out, then I wouldn't have made it, see? It see? wouldn't as special. Exactly. There is something to say about that. Just been special, not as special. And uh, there's the therapeutic benefit that comes along with it, right? Correct. See? Exactly. Building something. That's what I get out of fishing. I just go out there, and today, this morning, it was raining and gray. But you were fishing cold. this morning? Yeah. Yeah, I was off. And uh, wait, what day is today? Uh, today <laughs> Wednesday. Is Wednesday. Okay, so yesterday I worked a half shift at uh, the Fort Worth location of the wonderful place that we work. <laughs> and. <laughs> That place. There was, that's right. That place. That wonderful place. And uh, there's a new, there was a new, uh, what's the word? I think a tackle shop down there. So that would just open up. So I went and got a couple lures, fished the Trinity River, and then this morning got up and fished again. So Nice. But you fished yesterday? I fished yesterday. Yeah. After I left, after I left the shop, I asked the guy where I could go fish. And, oh. The Trinity River is like right there. What a great little area! Because I never, I never drive around Fort Worth because uh, I'm from the Dallas area of the Dallas Metroplex, and so. Oh, and sorry. this was down by Tyler's and that area, and it was really cool. And so the Trinity River runs right behind it, so I went and fished a little. Yeah, is there like a walking running trail right there? Yeah, yeah, there is. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, it was really yeah, nice. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Do you catch anything when you fish? Do I catch anything when I fish? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. Okay. So I practice. Today, uh, the last two times I've not. It's been like today was cold and kind of gray and raining off and on, and so I was just kind of working on technique. It'd be great if I catch something, but I catch something every once in a while. I, and when uh, I do, I take lots of pictures and post it. <laughs> so, like right next to my food, I take pictures. Of, I'm that guy. I take pictures of my food. Okay. So, you guys don't? No. I'm not really a food picture unless I like. I don't know, had some kind of like special, special occasion. Um, no, I'm not really a food picture person. Yeah. I can't think of any reason I've taken a picture of my food. Oh, man. In fact, let's see, Tom, how many pictures do you have on your phone? Except if I like made a pie or something and I was proud of myself. Oh, yes, definitely. Then I would take a picture of it. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I'll take pictures of stuff I make. But probably not something I ordered. Yeah. Uh, I have 10,586 photos on my phone. Interesting. And the last three the last three pictures on my phone are it's a small little video of my dog barking at me while I'm hitting golf balls in the backyard. Sarah, are you welding? Did I tell you? Are you cutting pipe? What are you doing? Did I tell you that my son used to golf in the backyard when he was little? You did. You said that. <laughs> it was cute. You should get him a golf net and put it up in the backyard like me. Hey, that's not me making that noise, by the way. Is that Kylie Cherry? No, it's not me. I just heard a noise. It wasn't me because I didn't even move. What's that metal, metal noise? Was me. The metal was me because my bracelet is hitting the table, but I'm almost done in one second. Are you eating chips? Maybe you're eating chips. Not me. No, I'm not. Not me. Hmm. Not me. I have pictures of chips, though, on my phone. <laughs> I feel like I believe that. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you, so, the, so I have a picture of Annie barking at me because I was swinging a golf club. And then I made a fantastic omelet this morning for breakfast. I took a picture of that. Sent it to my family. <laughs> So, <laughs> do your kids then, respond? Oh, they do. They do. They say nice or, um, wow, that, that looks good. And Way to go, Dad. My, my one in college just not respond as enthusiastically as I, I would like him to. <laughs> so, if you're listening, please respond more enthusiastically to your. <laughs> Tell him how amazing his food looks and how you wish he could, you know, come to your dorm and cook it right up for you. That's right. That's right. Well, his, his fraternity house, they have a, he doesn't live in a house this year, but they have, the house has a chef. They cook pretty good stuff. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. This house has a chef? Like, can you just go by and, like, get a snack? Actually, uh, I think he goes by and has, you can go by and get lunch or dinner, like, if you pay a little bit. So... Interesting. You mean other fraternities don't have that? I guess I didn't go to a cool enough college for that. Well, there is only one where he goes. The only one, they say. There's only one. OU. <laughs> Kylie, where'd you go to college? I went to Baylor. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, sick of it. 
mm-hmm. to compare. Hmm. Baylor's in Texas, right? Yes, it is. It's in Waco. Waco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been there. Yeah. Did you were the, were the silos there and Chip and Joanna no. when you were there? <laughs> no. Well, like going back and looking at things, they had they they probably had their little shop on Bosky, their um like their little shop when mm-hmm. I was there, but I didn't know about it at all. Granted, I was like a super nerd and didn't like I was took as many hours as I could and sat in my dorm and studied and and she, I'm not sure I would have known about it anyways, but I was unaware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They uh they have a pretty amazing place down there now. Yeah, it's really cool. But no, it did not look like that when I was there. No. And the way that Baylor nursing works, it I mean I yeah. understand it, but it kinda stinks. You do two years in Waco on the campus with everybody else. And then you move 100 miles north and go and do two years in Dallas. That's where your like nursing school classes are. Um, there just aren't medical facilities in Waco to accommodate enough clinicals. <clears throat> and so your like college experience is kind of spliced because you're only essentially at college for two years. Yeah, that's crazy. So I went to a Christian college where ours was very similar because we had an intercollegiate school of nursing and it was like three colleges in the town of Abilene. And they, um, you, when, when I went to school, you were required to go to chapel. Like it was a requirement for you to graduate. Mm-hmm. No. But whenever you went to nursing school, because it was off campus, you no longer were required to go to chapel. Which is really great because it used to be you were just required and then they got on, people figured out, you know, they could get out of it. So then they started making you slide your ID card to count for chapel. And so you had to slide in and slide out, like to show that you had been there. So, yep. That's how we had a chapel requirement. And like, because they know that you're moving, you just have to get all of those like on campus requirements out of the way in your first two years. Oh, I got it. So, so you, like, like yeah, yeah. You, we still had chapel, but you, you had to go to chapel. I think I went to chapel every semester of freshman and sophomore year to, like, uh, accumulate enough chapel credits to be done with it before there yeah, wasn't chapel I in Dallas. wasn't smart enough to figure out chapel credits. You just had to go every single year that you lived there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's how my other son... I went to a small, small Christian school in Colorado, and they had, they had that. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have this, this story that I want to tell you guys about, and it's kind of an interesting story, and it may be, it's, it's, it might be a little deep for our conversations, but it's a pretty good story. So the other day, something was in my foot, and I knew it was in my foot, but I couldn't do anything about it because I couldn't figure out what it was. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It was like poking in my foot. It, it looked like I might've like stepped on a stick or something like that. And I'm like, well, something's in my foot. And it was bothering so much. I about took a scalpel and cut it out, you know? And then I thought, well, what would I do for my patient? I wouldn't scalpel this out of, of a foot. It's, if it's meant to come out, it'll come out on its own. But I left it and I kind of, you know, thought that I felt something, but didn't really feel it. Anyways. 
So I, you know, I kept wearing shoes and I would walk and it wouldn't hurt, but if I would press it wrong, it would hurt. So I'm like, there's gotta be something in there. Or for a while, I just thought it's because I had a cut in the skin that it was hurting. Does that make sense? Um, uh-huh. you know, like you get a paper cut and that area is tender. So I just assumed, well, I must've stepped on something. It's just tender. So I kind of ignored it. Um, and knew that if it were glass and I couldn't see it, that it would work its way out. Right. Cause I couldn't see anything. It looked like there was a little black spot, but then I just thought it was dirt. Anyways, there's all these mixed emotions when you have something in your foot. So a few days, you know, go by and I'm like, man, it should have already healed if it was just skin. And so a few days later, I was like, I'm just going to squeeze it like a pimple, you know, see if there's anything actually in there and see if it'll come out. Mm-hmm. And I did and nothing came out. And I thought, well, that's so weird. It doesn't really hurt. But I grabbed a pair of ple- uh, tweezers and kind of scraped something. And I was like, oh, my God, there's glass in my foot. And I mm. caught it at just the right angle and it pulled out. You know, the mm. little glass came out. And it was mm-hmm. a tiny little clear glass shard. And, you know, my foot doesn't bother me anymore a couple of days later. But I started like going into this adult analogy of how, about to get deep here, about how when something is bothersome, if you recognize that it's there, you have to try to get it out, but sometimes it doesn't work. So, you know, but I trusted what I knew. So I trust that God will take care of what he needs to take care of in my life. And it just comes out the way it's supposed to when it's time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm like sitting in the bathroom, taking this glass out of my foot. And I'm like, man, God is good. <laughs> it was just this like random epiphany that I was like, you can't see what it is because I couldn't see the glass. So sometimes you can't see what's the thorn in your side. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know what it is that's bothering you or why you just can't get right. But you have that faith that God is going to take care of you. And I had faith that I trusted my medical knowledge that a foreign body will work its way out of a foot. And I have faith that God will work his way out in my life. Anyways, I just thought that was kind of, you know, my in-depth. I don't know if any of that made any sense. And if you speak Sarah, you probably followed. But if you don't, you know, rewind and replay. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense to me. There you go. Yeah. But I thought, what? If you didn't walk barefoot... If you didn't walk barefoot around the house or outside, you wouldn't have that piece of glass. Well, you know how I feel about those shoes, so we won't go back there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> shoes are not allowed in the house. That sounds, that sounds like Orwell and George Orwell, and only, only pigs are allowed in the house, an animal farm. <laughs> only no, I, pigs can live in the house. I wonder if I did it when I was out camping that day, because that was about the time that it was bothering me. I just assumed that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I was thinking, I was going to ask if you've been to Belize, because maybe a bot fly had laid an egg in your foot. Ooh, what? But, did, have, no, did you know that? No. The bot flies in Belize, if people come back from Belize and they have like a, a wound or a sore that uh, keeps bothering them and won't heal and you treat it and doesn't go away, then they've got uh, bot fly larvae in there. Like B-O-T fly? Yeah, I think it's B-O-T or B-H-T, but they lay their eggs in a wound or in, like they'll poke you and bite you and they do that. And uh, sometimes they'll feel like they have a nail on their eye and they will be growing behind their eye. Or we had a, we had a mom that did it. The kid had a, looked like it was impetigo on the top of her head and mom treated it. And then they came in and someone had uh, put them on antibiotics and it didn't get any better. And she was looking at it because maybe it's inflamed, you know, maybe it's ingrown hair. Cause she saw like a little hair and she pulled it and there was a, 
popped light larva. Oh, that's disgusting. And she came and showed it to me, and I, I was so upset because I wanted to have pulled that out so bad. <laughs> and the next time you guys see me, I've got a picture of it, so uh, oh, let me know. Oh, I got cool medical pictures on my phone. Not from where I work, but from where I used to work. So. I, uh... <laughs> let me let me clarify that right now. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I've never seen a bug in an ear Ooh, oh yeah and it's not something that i ever want to see so i joke about it and i'm like oh yeah you might have a bug in your ear although i've never seen one and i hope it's not my first time i i really hope i never actually see one have y'all seen any yeah. bugs in ears how do you get them out yep. oil right oil uh, gulcalax don't you squeeze a stool softener in there and they come out that's a good idea yeah and then I they're very regular tweeters. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh i mean it, it was like a live roach and i just like yeah. grabbed the back end and like wiggled it, i mean it was disgusting oh uh, i also heard you could go to a dark room and shine a light at the opening of the ear and they'll crawl back out because they crawl towards light it's gross that was gross all of the above are gross. If I get yeah. a bug in here, I'm calling you guys, and wherever you are, you can come to whatever clinic I'm in and take the bug out. Sure. 100 bucks. There we go. There we go. Sure. I think one all time right. I had them rinse it out, too. Uh. That is one of my favorite things in the world, is flushing ears, and just how cathartic is that to get stuff out? <laughs> you just look at you like, and the kids look at you like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, I'm not. You haven't heard for years. Exactly. Hey, I have a, I have a, a medical question. Do you guys teach parents how to reduce a nursemaid? No. Yes. I do. And so yeah. I, I had a mom that came in um, one day and she was like, yeah, uh, grandma was holding his arm and he pulled and twisted out of it. And she was totally chill. Like the most chill I've ever seen a nursemaid. And I looked at her and I said, this has happened before, hasn't it? She was like, oh yeah, we had to go down to the ER. And I was like, did they not show you how to reduce it? And she said, no, they said it would be better for me to come back here. And I thought, well, let me show you because now this is the second time and there probably will be a third because it's more common to recur, you know, additionally. I said, let me show you. I said, if he's going out into the street, you know, you, you hold on to him. You don't let him go into the street. If he's just being silly and throwing a fit. You let him fall so they don't pop their elbow out. And she kind of looked at me and I showed her, you know, hyperpronation because that's the easiest way. And she was like, oh, that's it. And I thought, I mean, she may not get it. I'm not saying she's going to know how to do it, but at least she can try once. I said, only try it once and then come in. So I, di I didn't know if that's something that I wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think there's necessarily a right or a wrong. I used to, I used to do that for parents. And then recently I just had a dad who the kid, he was like a two-year-old kid was sitting up on a bar stool at their house and fell and tipped over. And dad had a picture of what his arm looked like before he tried to quote, set it and put it oh, back no. in place. Oh no. Because he thought it was a nursemaid's. Oh no. It was not a nursemaid's. Oh no. And so now it makes me a little bit wary to teach parents because you don't want them setting broken bones, but it's not like you're going to exactly. break it more. No, no. It just—I don't I mean, know. It probably was 
<clears throat> angulated to begin with, and he just more angulated it more. Angulated it, but <laughs> I, I mean, guess you could break it more. Significant. <laughs> oh no! So I I did. I used to tell parents how to do it, and that recently after that episode, I've stopped because I just am nervous. I guess I feel like a classic nursemaid is what I'm thinking. Yes. Yes. Like, you know the story. They come in. You only bill for the nursemaid reduction. It's so straightforward. You're not assessing a single other thing. Like, this mom, I looked at her. She just was so calm. And I was like, you've done this before. She goes, oh, yeah. I just don't know how to fix it. Yeah. And so well, that's and I think that's saying. a, like, knowing the parent, too. Like, read the room. If the parent is going to be one of those that's calm and, like, knows it's a nursemaid, then totally fine. But if the parent is, like, uh, I just didn't want to bring him in. So even though he fell, I thought it was a nursemaid and I wanted to try it. Ugh, those are the ones so that have, make me nervous. Well, I have a friend who's in my neighbor and she's telling me this story after the fact. I mean, neighbor's relative where I live, but she's a neighbor of mine. And she has my number, so it's not like she couldn't call me. And she, she's telling me this story about her kid who, you know, got a nursemaid. And, and before she even gets to the punchline, I'm like, oh, we had a nursemaid? And she just looked at me and she was like, yeah, Brian said I should have called you. <laughs> but it was like <laughs> after the fact. And she said, I don't want to be that person that, you know, just calls you anytime anything medical happens. And I said, go ahead. You know, I, I personally think you should call someone that can help you. And if they can help you, they sure. will. If they can't, they won't. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm like, well, I'm in South Dakota. I can't help you go to the urgent care. You know, it's the same thing versus, no, it just sounds like, you know, a humorous fracture and a nursemaid sounds different when they tell the story. Yes. And so if you're, you know, thinking it's one or the other, I can help you go to the correct facility to get that taken care of. Because where we live, some places take better x-rays than others, right? So where we work, we have a really great x-ray department where there's radiology techs that take the images and it's read by an actual radiologist. I mean, you get good quality. It's not like you're sending out the x-ray. And it's not that anyone is wrong or more Okay, ours is better. Ours is the ours best. Is to it. <laughs> uh, it's just knowing your resources. Don't be wrong. We have what the options are. Especially with elbows. An informed decision. Yeah, right. Especially, especially with elbows. Elbows are so complex that you know I'd rather have a radiologist look at it. You know, that, and get in get, real time, get the good not film. Like, oh, they're going to call you in an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes our reads take an hour, so it's not like it. You know. So, but I, I agree. It's a pediatric guy instead of like some guy that does both and, you know, so. Or don't go to adult urgent care if it's a very pediatric specific complaint. Oh man, did I, you said that. I just uh, had a very lengthy discussion with a friend of mine who's a PA in an adult place. And I've posted before that, you know, Please don't take your kids to adult ERs. And she gets all butthurt and texts, you know, texts me and responds. And I'm just like, look, you know, and she goes, well, my skills are very good. That's great. Your skills are good. Okay. But most when it comes to kids aren't. And I said, you just can't pick up on the nuances. And I said, I can't even tell you what the nuances are until I see them. But I can just look at a kid and say, after 22 years of doing this, I can look at a kid and say, man, that ain't right. You know, mm-hmm. now I don't know what's mm-hmm. not right, but it ain't right. And if you don't see a hundred kids a day or, you know, 10,000 <clears> kids <throat> a year or whatever it is, you're not going to see that. And, oh, it's just a big old blah, 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 and just 
you know. So I said, well. Well, and I think it's also, it's a learn. So I I also would agree that I sort of, you know, tiptoe around that topic because you don't want to offend somebody who maybe is doing a great job. But Mm -hmm. if you are a stellar PA in Timbuktu, you're an anomaly. So I well, what, why don't you why don't you elaborate, elaborate on that so we don't piss off all our friends? I mean, because so, like, I just heard this... about ten thousand ears just go. What the what? We finally right. start getting it's emails. It's so true. It's only angry ones. <laughs> if you're right. a family nurse practitioner, say you're an FNP, and you're out in the middle of Timbuktu, and you're stellar with children. Let me be more specific. And you have a very specific focus area you're it's what i'm trying to get at is i'm not saying that your friend who's a pa is not good probably your friend that's a pa is great but collectively speaking your friend that's a pa isn't going to be at the random freestanding er in you know jericho (laughs) and so you you can't take your chances that you get someone who's not specifically pediatric trained does that make sense yeah I just tell people it's kind of like, you know, don't take your kid to an adult place because it's like you don't want to have a heart attack in the middle of uh, a children's facility. Because, yeah, Yeah. we do. We do adult CPR. I did it once 21 years ago, I think. And (laughs) 21 years ago. Before Kylie. Yeah, really. really. Kylie was in third grade. (laughs) But, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's a specialty. It's just like, you know. Right. And that's not true. I tell people, and this might be even less specific, but I personally go to a gynecologist for a pap smear and an annual female exam. So if I have something wrong in that personal area, I want someone who that's all they do. Like I want someone that that's what they know best. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not that you can't go to your primary care and get a pap smear. You can. I like that. Yeah. No, I take I my kids to a pediatrician because of that. I understand completely. Completely. So, well, there we go. I was getting a little nervous when he started. So, you know, sometimes let's just be real. Some pediatricians are still. Are what? No, no, no. That was it. Just that it's, you know, it's a specialty area. So. Yeah. No. Well, there you go. All right. I, what else do um, we want to cover? I was just going to. I was going to say that some pediatricians are a little bit off their markers, too. So. Oh, is that a bird? <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. a very squeaky door. Was that a squeaky door? It was a squeaky door and a bird all at the same time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. A lot of things happening at Carrie's house. I'm oh telling you. Is, are, the birds, are the birds awaking from hibernation? Yes. <laughs> said with love. <laughs> she said, Aww. yeah. Oh, gosh. So, all right. Cool. Well, you know what? That, that might be a good place to stop for today since the birds just woke up and the, let's see, the... And we have our specialty areas. And the silverware... The silverware thing has to be glued. And, <laughs> and the, the, the logical half of the Atkins family has just entered the building. Oh, 
thought I heard her. Yes. So <laughs> we'll take a quick, we'll just wrap it up for today. This is a quick little one. Although I did want to say, I think this is episode eight, isn't it? Eight or nine. Wow. This might be eight. So we have gone past the average podcast. Because remember, like the average podcast only has five episodes on uh, Apple and Spotify and everywhere else. Wow. Setting records. I know. I know. Soon we'll be meeting in person and having, uh, I don't know, more things to talk about. But... I'm so glad they didn't get in at the very beginning. What'd you say? Ember's going to be sad they didn't get in right at the very beginning. That's right. They're slow to respond. Ember (laughs) and Nespresso and QT and Uh Racetrack and let's see what else. Oh, and Figs and Dansko and Uber Eats. I don't know. Uber Eats. See? Yes. DoorDash. There you go. They're, They're missing out. They're missing out. Hashtag Hashtag sponsor. This will be on episode 140. And they'll be like, man, we should have been sponsoring them from the beginning. That's uh-huh. right. No, too late. <laughs> what were you going to say, Sarah? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I wanted to go back to that statement that Kylie made where Tom said the more logical, you know, household walked in. And Kylie immediately knew that it was the female version of that. And who he was talking about <laughs> and, and referenced she quite quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank God. Yes. And now that we're empty nesters, we have to enjoy the happy hour life. So, yes. Go, yeah. Oh, dude, it's great. It's great. Go out and get yourself a, a couple appetizers, a couple adult beverages, and you can be home and in your PJs by 730. It, that's the life right there. <laughs> It's funny because I was thinking today about nap time and I was like, nap time. I forgot about nap time. Like nap time was that hour that you needed so desperately, but never got anything done, but would have probably died if you didn't have it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can usually, well, I say that usually. Sometimes I don't get anything done. Sometimes I can be very productive, but there's no in between. It's either like Tasmanian devil or like I'm horizontal. <laughs> sometimes you need that horizontal though you need the yes, horizontal though. yes and i i need to remember that i in my mind i'm just like going 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 all the time and i need to remember that like it's okay to nap when the children nap too oh yeah heck yeah and also yeah. it also slows down eventually i mean they don't nap forever and they you know <clears throat> make their cereal i'm telling you pouring your own bowl of cereal is like miracleness when your kids can pour cereal and milk, like your life is exponentially better. I swear. We will get there one day. Yep. Yep. And then you're sad that they don't need your help anymore. Yep. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So you, guys, you guys go ahead and wish away that cereal bowl. I'll take that cereal bowl any day. So on that note, guys, have a good week. And if you, if, uh, to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening. We ask that you subscribe, tell your friends. And if you have any questions, email us at 3npsinapod at gmail.com. Have a good week. All right. Chat soon. See ya. All right. Bye.